0: Hey, what's up guys? This is Brad. This is Miles. And welcome to the house.
1: Well, it's time for uh, Conference Championship Week. Ooh, we are finally start, here. Man. How about that, man?
0: How about last week? Uh, rivalry Week re- rivalry re- was what it is, man. It was exciting, and for us it was uh, a little rough.
1: High State goes down two scores. Uh, Bama loses by two scores. Godly... What were you thinking during that game?
0: Uh, During the game, so I was – initially I was worried because the way we played against Mississippi State, I I told everyone we can't play like that against Auburn. And we played like that against Auburn. We did have the lead in the third quarter, and they just – that crowd ate our team alive. And that D-line held us. It it was a matter of third-down conversions. They converted on third down. We
1: didn't. And how about uh, Dwayne Haskins coming in saving the day for the Buckeyes? Because Barry just didn't have it.
0: It was not Barry's game, and, and I think his injury was the difference maker.
1: Yeah. And now, with the new college football rankings out, anything can happen this weekend, so we got some good games to get into. But first, uh, we're going to recap the action last week, and I'll tell you right now, Brad, it was a tale of two stories.
0: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> once again, you know what? Here's what we're going to do okay. we're going to start with, with the re- uh, recap of the NFL. Okay. Because we have been dominating. Dominant. It's the amount that we're winning it's insane big time so last week we were four for four in nfl games we ended up agreeing on all four games in the last three weeks when when you and i agree on a game we're nine one and one against the spread
0: i think it's time we start handicapping right
1: i think so <laughs> at least for those nfl games right minnesota detroit a little thanksgiving feast uh minnesota minus two we both um had the vikings that they was won pretty easy 30 to 23 impressive showing there Philadelphia, minus 11 versus Chicago. What an easy cover, 31-3. Yeah, to three. Definitely. And the Bears have really gone downhill.
0: Yeah, yeah, the Bears, oh, they, they're terrible in, in every aspect of the game.
1: Carolina, New York Jets, uh, Carolina on the road. Uh, they were four-and-a-half-point favorites, end up covering 35-27. Good road run there. Saw that coming,
0: Cam's on the come up.
1: And Thanksgiving night, uh, the Giants and the Redskins. The Skins were 7.5-point favorites. You and I both had Washington. It was 10-10 in the fourth quarter, but they pull away 20-10. to
0: I was nervous for a little bit.
1: I was too. Four for four.
0: I think we got this going. This We got this NFL thing down. Uh, let's, let's not talk about the, the NCAA and just say we did. All right, let's do it. <laughs> so go ahead with the recap, just so we keep ourselves honest.
1: So uh, how about the game that you and I were at? And if oh you're on social media and you saw the picture from the bounce house, USF-UCF, <sighs> game of the year. It,
0: guys, <laughs> if you didn't watch that game, shame on you. If you did watch that game and you weren't there, shame on you. Because that I went to that game and I went to the Mississippi State-Alabama game and... That game was easily better than the Mississippi State-Alabama game.
1: I completely agree with you. Uh, I wasn't there, but just out of the games I've been to, one of the greatest college football experiences oh my God. of my lifetime. Who I mean, knew that place special. to get that loud? I'm getting that- chills just, just sitting here talking about it.
0: Well, it's crazy to me. I was like, you, could, you would not guess that this stadium is half the size of most of the major college stadiums.
1: No. Not at all, especially on that uh, kickoff return for the touchdown. Oh, my God. So UCF wins the game 49-42, but they do not cover. It was a 9.5-point spread, and you and I both had UCF, so that's a loss. Uh, speaking of Bama-Auburn, you and I both had Bama minus 4.5. We know that didn't work out, 26-14 Auburn. You and I also both had Ohio State covering against, against Michigan. That was the most surprising one to me. Yeah, definitely. That we didn't show up for that and beat a awful Michigan offense.
0: It was weird. Like, they were moving the ball on you. Big time. That's yeah, a o- big place. O- Cord, either turnover over new leaf or you guys just overlooking. You guys are moving on to the championship already.
1: So 11 and a half point favorites there for Ohio State. They win by 11, 31 to 20. And then another one that just disappointed me, Brad. Florida Atlantic. I was so hyped on this team. Oh, my God. <laughs> they end up beating Charlotte 31 to 12, but not enough to cover the 21 and a half point spread. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it. We were God awful. 0 for 4 in college football suck. last week. And, and we're going to be men. We're going to sit here and we're going
0: to own up to it. Yeah, it happens. I mean, Especially when it's rivalry week. Anything can happen.
1: You and I both put our money where our mouth was. We lost some money in college, but yes. the very next day, we made a back. lot of it back. Yes, we did. And the NFL games. Yes, we did. It was beautiful. So time for the, the games this weekend. We got some good championship games. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start with the American Athletic Conference championship game in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> Central Florida Knights, seven-point favorites versus Memphis. Opening thoughts.
0: Can I tell you this? I'm going to go ahead and tell you I put down Memphis plus 7. And I changed it. I changed it to UCF minus 7. And the only reason I did it was because I don't want to sit here and root against UCF. But I'm afraid. UCF has been trending down. And Memphis has been trending up. I think they scored 60 plus in two consecutive games. 70 to 13. I know East Carolina is bad, but holy crap. I'm worried. Yeah,
1: I have a bad feeling about this game. I've got Memphis covering yeah. the seven-point total. Riley Ferguson, one of the top ten quarterbacks in the nation, quietly. Yes, and I'm gonna compare his performance this Saturday to the one that we just saw. Quentin Flowers had 605 yards of total offense in five touchdowns. If,
0: if Riley Ferguson is anywhere close,
1: anywhere to close, that. UCF will not keep up. Uh, now, I know it was a rivalry game. There was a lot going on. But at the same time, uh, we are talking about two of the highest score, the two highest yes. scoring teams in yes. the country, uh, 48.3 yeah. yeah. points for uh, the Knights and 47 per game for Memphis. So are we going to see a high-scoring game? I mean, UCF held Memphis to 13 points yeah. in their victory. See,
0: that's another thing that scared me too is you're not going to get Riley Ferguson playing bad twice. And I think that was their – they got their one game. If UCF doesn't come to play, I mean,
1: I could see this panning out to be 42-31 uh, Memphis. Big time. Uh, UCF has also covered just once in their past six games. Yes. So they're not paying out like they were in the beginning of the year. And the fact that it's a noon game it's kinda and weird. the energy's not going to be there right away. It's not away. Be anywhere close to what it was. Yeah, and you know Memphis is going to be ready yes. to come in here and, and, and um, prove something against a, that a team that they – got destroyed by
0: yeah and let's just compare when UCF played SMU you would think that SMU was a comparable program and then when Memphis played SMU they scored 66 on them them to what 45 points right you know
1: now Memphis defense doesn't look as good as the USF defense was but at the same time I still have Memphis covering here yeah what do you got
0: I have I only did this because I'm gonna root for the knights and i'm gonna charge on and my money's gonna still go on the knights i got ucf minus seven
1: okay moving on to another one um not a rematch clemson and miami playing in the acc championship game clemson uh opening up as an eight point favorite yeah what are your thoughts on the line
0: uh i think this is one of those tricky lines uh be, just because it wants you to be weary um Clemson could easily not cover and still win by a touchdown. But I'm going to go ahead and tackle this one with
1: Clemson minus eight. I've got Clemson minus eight as well. Okay.
0: Okay. I wanted to see what your thoughts were.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what sold me. Yeah. I watched the entire Clemson-South Carolina game. Yeah. And the reason that I was so excited is because well, it was one of your dogs. Yeah. I I thought for sure that South Carolina was going to show up in that game. It's a talented Gamecock team, but oh my
0: gosh, Brad. I mean, they were no match. Christian Wilkins- is a difference maker on defense big time he, he's gonna be a lot a lot for the turnover team to to handle one thing that was kind of surprising to me about about miami it's it's not like malik roger's playing bad i was like i went back and i looked at the stats and i was like those last two games when they i mean they destroyed virginia but they were down by seven at halftime and then they lost the pit i was like who am i blaming this on
1: it's not that he's playing bad but is he playing at that high level you know that that playoff teams need in, in December.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I think that team is a defensive based team. When they they play well, they're getting turnovers. And if they're not getting turnovers, they're not they're not playing as well. And they have they weren't creating the turnovers versus Pittsburgh. I mean, where was the turnover chain? Yeah, it, it was it, it was on Pittsburgh. You saw that in the locker room. No. Oh my God! That yeah. Were they mocking them? They had their own turnover chain, and they were in the locker room. You got to oh, look up the wow. picture, guys. Take a look at it. It's pretty it's pretty exciting.
1: Miami's uh, giving up 152 rushing yards a game. I think Clemson is going to control the game on the ground and with defense. Yeah,
0: definitely. Since
1: their loss to Syracuse, they're 3-1-1 and against the spread with an average win margin of 24 points. I think Clemson is playing better than anybody in the country right now.
0: Yeah, I can argue that the only team that's even close is, is Oklahoma. Oklahoma. And, I mean, I think this is going to be a landslide victory. The last time they played them was 58-0. I know that was two years ago, but... I don't see this Miami team being much better than what they were.
1: And I think this is a this is a big factor right here. Clemson is is so used to these big stages. They've been here before, man. Yeah. Miami's just not ready for this.
0: Yeah, it, it, this is going to I the only thing I could possibly think about is Miami knows that they got beat 58-0 2 years ago. They know they're coming off a loss and they know the only way they're get in is if they win. But I just don't think they're. We're talking about two totally. We're talking about an A team versus a B team, and that's how I see it. I and I, and I, you know, I wasn't sold on Miami all season, and what's making me gonna be sold on them against arguably the best team in the nation.
1: There's a lot to play for in this game. I've got Clemson covering 35 to 19.
0: I got Clemson 30 to 14. So we got pretty close. All right, let's move over to the next game. This game is crazy. TCU versus Oklahoma seven and a half. Point favorite is Oklahoma.
1: Don't you think it's interesting, Brad, that three out of these four games we're talking about are rematches in championship games? Yes. Because as a better, I think it's so difficult to analyze the matchup on a neutral site based on the home games that we saw earlier in the year. Yes. So Oklahoma had that game at home against TCU. But my God, they destroyed the 38 points in the first half. It was over by halftime. Yeah, it
0: was. It was. And the last time they played, Baker Mayfield had that three-three-three-three deal. My man threw for three hundred and thirty-three yards and three touchdowns. And I, God, man, I think the same thing's gonna happen.
1: And I, and my opening question to you was gonna be: Does Oklahoma still have Baker Mayfield? Yes, they do, right? Yeah. This is an easy cover. But it's the, seven and a half points. Let me
0: tell you one thing though: that I was looking at uh, Kenny Hill. I, I know he's he's questionable right now, but I still think he's gonna play. What I was reading on TCU's defense is actually a lot better on paper than I than I remember uh giving up 17.7 points per game while Oklahoma is giving up 24 or something.
1: Well, and they contained Mason Rudolph.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't realize that and I don't I just don't know if I could honestly think that TCU has a chance.
1: Baker Mayfield's averaging 11.8 yards per attempt. Yeah. Extremely impressive. By far number 1 in the country. But how about a, I was looking at the stats in the TCU game trying to find an X okay. factor. And I know that Mayfield threw for 300 yards. Yeah. Rodney Anderson controlled the game on the ground with 23 carries, 150 yards, two touchdowns, and he had five catches for 139 yards and two touchdowns. So it was the balance that TCU couldn't handle because if you shut down one aspect of the offense and the other one's going to get you, and I think Mayfield's playing better than anybody.
0: you got to imagine, after he was humbled by – Not being a captain, not being a starter first in your day, you got to think he's coming out firing. And I actually don't, I hope it doesn't become one of those things where he comes out firing too much. He's too passionate, where he lets his emotions get the best of him. Because at the end of the day, I still think he's a K set. He's the Johnny Manziel, the modern day Johnny Manziel, a little bit better of a quarterback. And I don't want that to get to him, but you got to imagine this man's coming out swinging.
1: I think that's a big moment for him. Yes. And uh, I think that that he could very well lead this team to a national title. Uh, he's got that kind of story. Uh, also, one one last point for me here. TCU, as a program, just doesn't play well in December. They're 2-5 and five against the spread. That's a the, huge stat. In their last seven games. That's
0: a huge stat. And, I mean, the, I, like you said, betting against uh, rematches is tough. It's and tough. I just, st- like, this is just one of those rematches where I'm going to go with my gut. And I just think this is Baker Mayfield's year.
1: I agree. And speaking of rematches.
0: Oh, my God.
1: We're going to end on the SEC championship game. uh, I read this was the first time Georgia and Auburn are playing for the SEC title. I thought that was fascinating. That's pretty cool. And another rematch. So this is what it comes down to me, right? I mean, which teams are going to show up? Because Nick Chubb had, what, 27 rushing yards? Yeah. In that game? It was at Auburn. Yeah. We know it was on the road. Yes, sir. But Fromm had no answer
0: what they did. They shut down the run, and, and Fromm was not ready for that. No. All year, they've been controlling teams with the run, so he's been able to do what they want. Right. What are you going with first is what I want to hear. Okay, what are you
1: going so with? so Auburn, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Yes. I put my bet down on this as soon as the line opened. I've got Auburn. Okay. Minus two-and-a-half. I've got them winning a close game, 27-21. So I think we're going to see a much different tempo in this game yeah. because, because it's, a, it's a neutral site. And I think that Georgia will be able to get the ground game going. But I'll tell you right now, after watching on Johnson against that Alabama defense, he had 30 carries. Yes. Only managed 100 yards on 30 carries. But he controlled the game with his tempo. Yes. And Jared Stidham. God in their five-game believe. win streak, he's completing 72% of his passes.
0: Only four interceptions of the year. Yeah. You would have guessed the numbers that he's putting up one thing though i'm gonna go ahead and and just stop this whole conversation and so initially when i made this my my listings of who i wanted i had auburn uh minus two and a half but i thought about it and i looked at the numbers i'm going with georgia plus two and a half
1: now do you like georgia to win the game
0: i do like georgia to win the game so
1: you like the money line uh, as
0: well, I'm no I'm gonna get the points here. I'm not taking the money line because okay. I, think the, I think I saw the money line like plus 125. I'm just curious. I will just take the take the points just in case Georgia loses okay. by one. Wow.
1: So the, so this is interesting, especially coming from a Bama fan. What what did you see in Auburn or in like what what do you see here that you think that Georgia is gonna possibly win the game?
0: Yes, Auburn beat the two number one teams two two number one teams in three weeks, but they also beat them at home, and I watched both of those games. I didn't really think Auburn was honestly that much better. Like, they were really good. Yeah. I think that Auburn's crowd had a lot to do with how those games ended up. Because, I mean, if you look at it, Alabama was doing fairly okay. And then once once uh, Alabama took the lead and then Auburn took it right back, the crowd went insane. Once Georgia went down early, the crowd went insane and never let up. I think that on a neutral site, i gotta give the nod to uh to georgia and why i'm saying that is because i was looking at the stats these teams are so even i know auburn has a great d-line but statistically georgia's defense is better they allow yet less yards and allow less points per game
1: playing in a weaker division playing yeah
0: playing in the east they're playing a lot of teams a lot of cupcakes but what a lot of people don't understand is when you play in those cupcakes, you take your big guys out early. So they're they're susceptible to a lot of yardage and a lot of points and, and I mean this is just me looking at it and Georgia's coming out for revenge and when those rankings came out and Georgia moved up a little bit, they could see it
1: now. And let's keep in mind that I feel like everyone stopped talking about Georgia. Yeah.
0: When they lost the Auburn. And, and another thing, I so I was finishing up uh finishing this up while watching the uh the rankings.
1: Yeah.
0: Auburn had nothing to lose. They lost to if they lose to Georgia, okay, whatever, they weren't going to make the playoffs. If they lose to Alabama, okay, whatever, they weren't going to make the playoffs Now they're number 2. They've everything to lose. Can they handle the pressure? That pressure can Stetson handle the pressure? And at this moment, on Johnson is still questionable. I read him I read something he said earlier today was I'm working my as hard as I can to get out on that field, but right sure. now I'm still day to day. And that's not a good sign. It's a shoulder all it takes is yeah. one big hit. We'll even cross it over to the NFL. Look at Jameis Winston. He came back the next week and he was having shoulder problems. He got hurt so bad they didn't pull him to the game. So. Yeah,
1: and they kept putting Johnson back, like back into the game. Yeah. after he kept taking those hits, so he could be worn out. I mean, you play Bama and then you got to play Georgia a week later. Yeah. So I like what you're saying here because it goes with uh, our thoughts on rematches and yeah. what are we going to see? Expect the unexpected.
0: Of course, of course. Um, I-, I just like Georgia. Just a little bit more. It's pretty even. I feel like whoever wherever your money goes, it's a safe bet. Uh, it's a coin flip in my eyes, leading towards Georgia, in my opinion. I'm sure you're the same way. Or do you you said it was a blowout or a close game? I couldn't remember.
1: I, uh, I got a close game. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: definitely. So
1: Close game. It's kind, of,
0: it's kind of like we agree and kind of like we disagree.
1: Yeah. And uh, before we move on to the NFL here, I know we don't have it down, but I want to get your thoughts on the Ohio State-Wisconsin game. Okay. Because I, I, I haven't gotten your thoughts this week.
0: So – Part of me wants you guys to win, for obvious reasons. I'm an Alabama fan.
1: It would be better for you It'd guys. It would be better yeah.
0: for, for, for me. And But part of me really wants to just see this game to see, is Wisconsin really that good?
1: I feel like that's the big storyline, right?
0: I mean, are they for real? I, 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 their quarterback's not any good. Their running back's excellent. Their defense is dominant. But you, this is college football, man. You can't win big games with a subpar quarterback. And that's what I really want to see. And yeah. I want to see if your defense is whatever the hell they were doing, they fixed it. Because last game I watched a crappy, crappy old drive the ball on you guys. I'm going to still lead towards Ohio State.
1: Do you like them to cover? I think it was five and a half. Or no, it was six last time I checked.
0: Yeah, I think they're going to cover. And the only reason I'm saying that is because if Ohio State's going to win – They're going to have to win big. Just because when you have someone who's undefeated, who's won all season, I mean, you guys have two losses. Wisconsin doesn't know how to lose. So if you keep them in a close dogfight, Wisconsin's going to win the game. But if Ohio State can just show them that they're overrated and put that seed of doubt in their mind that they are not that good, they're not going to be that good, and it'll be blown out quick.
1: I think you just nailed it. I don't really have to add anything to that because that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah. I was just talking to my dad earlier. If we spot them 14 points yeah. like we did against Michigan and Penn State, we're not coming back. No way. We have to. Ohio State has to start fast. Yes. So we'll see. That'll be fun. Yeah. I, I'm leaving on Thursday have for the game. The game. So. I'm yeah, going to be
0: on my couch. I'll probably set up three TVs yeah, it's watching perfect. that. We got everything. Soccer. I mean, I probably have a laptop set up, so it should be fun hey guys thanks for listening to our college football picks up next we will have our nfl breakdown and underdogs of the week all right so uh let's move over to the nfl this first one that we're going to talk about is real interesting to me right because you gotta imagine that there's no way the browns can continue to get whooped we're going to talk about the cleveland browns versus the la super chargers minus 13 for the chargers
1: Cleveland can definitely continue to get whooped. <laughs> All of their losses on the road this year have come by 14 or more points. Are yes. you kidding me? Except one against against uh, Indianapolis. It was a close game. And I think but,
0: those teams are actually close in skill level.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then over the past four games, home games included, Cleveland is averaging a margin of defeat of 14 points. All the stats for me go towards an easy cover here for the Chargers.
0: Yeah, I have an easy cover as well. And what I want to go with here is – Cleveland? So, sorry, man. No disrespect. But I'm going to go three games where they played really shitty offenses. I'm going to go. You're
1: going to use the Bengals as one of those.
0: I'm going to use the Bengals twice. First time they played the Bengals, 30-16. <laughs> Second time they played the Bengals, 31-7. Then even the Ravens beat them by 15, 25-10. The Chargers, they're on the come up. These last two games, Keaton Allen and Phillip Rivers are on track to make oh. history. If you own either of those players in fantasy, your last two weeks were great. And I, I have, actually have them both. I got that handcuff. Beginning of the season wasn't so hot. But, I mean, listen to these two stats. Keenan Allen, eleven. These last. this is versus the Cowboys, 11 receptions, 172 yards, touchdown. Versus the Bills, 12 receptions, 159 yards, two touchdowns. Who on the uh, Cleveland Browns is going to stop that?
1: They have nobody. Uh, to counteract that. The Chargers, as you said, that's a big reason. They're 6-1 and one against the spread in their last seven games. Yeah. And their defense is only giving up 15.4 points per game.
0: Listen to Phillip Rivers' last two games as well. So you know if the wide receiver's playing good, the quarterback's playing good. Yeah. 434 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions.
1: Oh! That was 200- against the Cowboys, right?
0: Yes. And this is the game where Philip Rivers played the whole game. 251 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions.
1: Is Philip Rivers playing at a... I mean, he always plays at this high level, but it, it's it, it's almost like he's. I mean, this offense, Melvin Gordon too. It, in,
0: yeah. in what's crazy is uh, the I don't, they don't even think they average one hundred yards rushing. They think it's something we're in the eighties, yeah. uh, But whatever, that's neither here nor there. They got they're able to move the chains when they need to. What's different about Philip Rivers this year is the amount of times he's turns the ball over per game. I think this at this time this last year he was somewhere oh. around twelve or or thirteen uh, interceptions. He's at seven.
1: That's true because interceptions have plagued him especially in big moments, yeah.
0: And he's good for multiple interceptions in a game. And seven interceptions right now for him is is magnificent. Uh,
1: if Cleveland was at home, I would give him a chance to cover. But I've got L A. thirty four to ten.
0: Can we just go ahead and talk about two things real quick? Okay. Let's talk about number one. It's kind of like a, a two for one. People were asking me, was I going to take uh, pick up Josh Gordon because uh, he's coming back? They came out and said Josh Gordon's going to be heavily involved in the offense. Hell no. I'm not taking Josh Gordon. Why? Because Josh Gordon has Deshaun Kaiser throwing to him. Deshaun Kaiser has more almost three times the amount of interceptions as he has touchdowns. He has five intercep- five touchdowns, fourteen interceptions. But what makes that worse on top of the seven the uh fourteen I'm trying to say seven so bad. On top of the fourteen interceptions, he has seven fumbles.
1: It's it's the turnover bug. Yeah. I, let Let me ask you something. These Browns' quarterbacks. Can we start to say that it might just be the talent that they're drafting, and it's not on it's not on the organization? No, oh, no. It's
0: definitely the talent. No, I mean, in no right he, way should they have drafted Kaiser at that position. Right. And then start him in year one. You should just let Kessler go out there, and you even saw Kessler was moving the ball. Kessler
1: better. is just a better pro style quarterback.
0: Yeah. Kaiser's nowhere near ready, and throwing him into the fire this early was was. Was crazy, and that's why I go back to what I'm saying. No way, I'm taking Gordon. If Gordon lights it up, so be it. But not with Kaiser. I mean, not with uh, yeah, Kaiser behind the wheel.
1: Yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and move over, over to the Sunday night game.
0: Okay. Uh, this is Philadelphia versus Seattle. Philly is a five and a half point favorite.
1: Can I just open? Yes, Brad? open, please. I found insane uh, against the spread statistics. Okay. Insane. Let me hear. Are, it. are you ready? Yeah. This I I am excited just to just to sprout these out because I have four of them. Go ahead. All right. The uh this is the Seattle Seahawks. Yes. All right. Ten and one against the spread in their last eleven games as okay. a home underdog. Huge. Overall, as an overall underdog, home or away in their last 34, 23 twenty three, nine and two okay. against the spread. Number three. In December games, their last 26 December games, they're 21-5 and five against the spread. All right, number four, are you ready? Yes. Their last 30 primetime matchups, 22-5-3 and three against the spread. These numbers blew me away for Seattle.
0: So I'm guessing you're going Seattle plus 5.5.
1: I'm going Seattle plus 5.5.
0: Miles, I knew you were going to fall into the trap, man. I knew it. You got to go ahead and believe in Philadelphia and the only reason I'm saying... Actually, I could give you... Let me see. One, two, three... I'm going to give you four reasons why. Richard Sherman. Out. They got another young stud on the other side of the ball playing uh, defensive back. And this was just reported today. Shaquille Griffin. I mean, Shaquille... Uh, I got his name combined with somebody else. But it's Shaquille Griffin. Out. Cam Chancellor. Out, Cliff Averill, out. That's a huge difference. And I'm not even talking about the guys who might not play Earl Thomas and Deion Jordan. That is no Legion of Boom anymore. That is not a team I'm afraid of. And on top of them being susceptible to big plays because their secondary is eaten alive, they let go of Dwight Freedy, who was arguably one of their most active D linemen outside of Bennett. I'm just scared that Philadelphia is the real deal and they're going to show Seattle, they're the real deal.
1: I'll admit that I'm going with trends here. Yes. And uh, sometimes know, trends are better. Yeah, over uh, injury report or over, you know, because I, I mean, I saw that Philadelphia team last week. I mean, the Bears were absolutely no match for them. They're, they're, they're steamrolling teams. Did you know the only, only three teams in the last 10 years have won nine straight games against the spread? The Eagles are trying to be the fourth team to do so. They are 8-0 and against the spread in their last eight games.
0: Okay, let's go ahead and put this another another one in perspective for you. The Eagles have scored more than thirty points in five straight games.
1: Impressive.
0: Outstanding. Carson Wentz, uh, LeBron's LeBron James' favorite player. Yeah, yeah by the way, much. I want to throw that out there. And nice Prince blow. Henry, I guess, right? Yeah, Prince Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I call him Prince Harry. I don't know, One of the princes. Um I think it is Harry. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> that was my fault. you can call me out on that. up. That's um, fine. Go ahead. Is the Forty ers defense any good? Because the Seahawks were held at twenty four points.
1: I mean, I'm not going to say that they. I mean, we're talking about a what a, a one win Forty Nine team.
0: Yeah. I mean, Th- there's no way. There's no way in in that Seattle's going to go ahead.
1: Can I just say specifically? Uh, I'm not really looking at last week, but I'm looking more of the of the Monday night game against the Falcons. Yeah. I mean.
0: But the Falcons still, are still a weak team. I mean, even are re- they though? Okay, how many turnovers do they have against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a, a turnover playing team? Zero. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers played against the Falcons in Atlanta, and with their backup quarterback and their starting, virus, uh, their starting running back out, it was a seven-point game late into the fourth quarter. And I'm not saying the Bucks are bad. But they're god-awful. Yeah, okay. So I don't think comparing them to Atlanta is any good. One stat here that stood out too is, I'm not saying that Philadelphia's going to run them over initially, but Philadelphia's D is only allowing 65 rush yards per game. Listen to this stat is going to blow you away. Russell Wilson's their leading rusher with 401 yards. Their next highest leading rusher, is at two hundred two, and he's on inter reserve.
1: Well, it's just been a carousel of. Uh, they're
0: all about one hundred and fifty, but come on, mm. they, I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're good enough to compete. I have thirty five seventeen Philadelphia. Wow, yeah, it's the emergence of Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, Zach Ertz is look, look, looking healthy again. Um, Ajayi didn't do much, but I mean they got the three horse monster Ajayi, Clemens, Clemens and uh, and Blunt uh reclaimed that backfield last week. By the way.
1: All right, well, uh, we seem to be uh, disagreeing here. Uh, Last time uh, Seattle lost a game at home by six or more points, December 27th, 2015, against the St. Louis Rams.
0: And you know what happened in all that span? You know who they had? Cliff Averill, Richard Sherman.
1: All right, all right, I got it. I got it.
0: Okay, wait, this was. I'm leading into something. I'm leading into something. Okay. I'll let you go. Carson Wentz has not thrown an interception in three games. And now he's playing against a depleted secondary. I think he's to have another field day. The last three to five games, he's thrown three or more touchdowns. We'll see what happens. I mean, I don't know why I'm so confident. There. No,
1: I, 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 think it's. I think this is great. This is this is literally trends versus stats. Yeah, and and we'll see what what happens here. I, I think it's going to be a great game.
0: The scary thing about this is is the trends normally win, but I'm a stats don't lie guy. So. You are. It's true. So we'll see what happens. going yeah. to be a good. I'm one. excited for that one. That's a good one. Let's uh, move over to the game I'm really excited for, the game I was kind of confused about, uh, Minnesota versus Atlanta.
1: See, you say you're confused, but y- you're just not believing in Atlanta right now.
0: Uh, I no, mean, no, no, they're no. on a tear. No, no, no. I I, I think Atlanta's playing lights out. Okay. It I don't wa- want to put words in your mouth, but Yeah, it, what it, backed, it just seemed like you were down no, on it. No, what backed it up to me was um, when I was looking at the stats, the, the last three-game stats for Atlanta. Okay. Um, great. But I just thought Minnesota was just so much better. Uh, to the point where, not saying that I think it's going to be a blowout or anything, but I, I thought Minnesota was the favorite.
1: So what's the line? Three. Atlanta's favorite at home. It's it's interesting. Uh, I'm with you here. I I am not shying away from Minnesota. Yeah. I am completely sold on the Minnesota Vikings right now. Yes. Because of how well Keenum is doing spreading the ball around to all of his weapons. Yes. And I don't see Atlanta winning this game. I have Minnesota winning the game and covering the spread. Yes. In doing so. Xavier Rhodes is going to shut down Julio Jones. Julio Jones is not going to have another two hundred yard game. I it wouldn't surprise me if he was under fifty yards.
0: No, of course. I, I wouldn't be surprised either in you got me got me a little excited doing your little blind resumes. So I'm gonna have I'm gonna have one for you, okay? Let's hear it. Wide receiver one He's the third-ranked wide right receiver. Okay. Seventy receptions, one thousand five yards, fourteen point four yards per catch. Our receiver number two is the fourth-ranked receiver. Sixty-nine receptions, one thousand four yards, fourteen yard, fourteen point six yards per catch. One of these wide receivers is Adam Thielen. The other one is who everyone knows—the only target on the Houston. Texans. Wow. DeAndre Hopkins. Which one's which?
1: I mean they're 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 so similar.
0: They're, it doesn't matter who it is, right? It doesn't matter who it is. It, it's actually Thielen who's ranked higher than Hopkins. You would have never guessed. He's doing it quietly.
1: He's having a fantastic season. Uh he's a PPR machine. Yes. And here's the thing. Keenum finds him at the right times. Yeah. Because you still got Diggs lined up over there. You still got Rudolph up the middle. Yes. Um, you can still dump it off to McKinnon or Murray. He just finds stealing at the right time on the right plays where I just feel like he's always open, He's right? always
0: open. And I, Okay, so my whole life I wanted to play football, right? I played football, but I wanted to play in the NFL. I wanted to play college football. I'd be so cool. And I didn't play wide receiver for long. Uh, maybe one season I moved over to DB. But I, I always thought it was because I, I couldn't get open. So I was watching what he was doing. He doesn't do anything overly athletic. My man is an exceptional route runner. He runs routes probably better than anybody I've seen. Maybe the only person who might run better routes than him is uh, Doug Baldwin. But, I mean, that's great company to be in because Doug Baldwin is one of the best route runners ever. It's crazy. He's always open.
1: And it's a very very, uh, underrated skill because we're all about the size and the strength and uh, the jump ball ability. He doesn't even
0: have the speed either. I mean, you saw him. He put his head back on that touchdown run. big back, boy. Ran hard as he could. Um, w- one thing that I want to say here is Minnesota, they're balanced. Very. They're fifth in uh, yards allowed.
1: 75.5 rushing yards per game allowed. Very impressive yes. stat.
0: Also, throw this out there. Fifth in yards per game.
1: It's beautiful. And Tevin Coleman has been one of the biggest reasons that Atlanta, because, he I mean, w- with Freeman's injury, he's been really steady. Yes. He's going to get shut down in this
0: game. I think he's going to get shut down, and it's going to – and I think poor Matty Ice is going to be in pain only because of one man. Congratulations to uh, Everson Griffin for not only having a uh, a child, a baby boy, but also – or was that Kendrick's who had the child? Am I messing him up? That, that's my fault. My fault, guys. Shout out to Everson Griffin who's leading the, le- who's leading the league in sacks. That's, that's a big stat. And mm-hmm. doing it quietly because uh, – Oh, no, I got it. I had it right. uh, Kendricks is doing something else amazing. Griffin had the baby. Griffin had the stats, But I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, sure. Just because that – do you see the celebration?
1: No, no. Oh, he lifted
0: up his shirt and said, I just had a baby boy after a sack. He said, what should I name it?
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably like, what the heck is he talking about? I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) I watched Uh,
0: that whole game, and uh, I bet on uh, Minnesota, and my girlfriend is a Lions fan, so I was quietly cheering.
1: Do you have a score for this game?
0: Yes, I do. Uh, 32-28.
1: 21-14, Vikings. All right, so we're both in agreement on that one.
0: I just want to throw out one more thing to you. Julio Jones is the second-ranked wide receiver in the league right now, so I don't think he's going to be the factor, though. I agree. All right, so uh, let's move over. Let's see if we can uh, agree on another game here. Carolina versus the New Orleans Saints.
1: You already know where I'm going because I feel like you and I have been on the same page with the Saints all year. The Saints are four-point home favorites, and they're at home. Home, I'm going with the Saints.
0: Okay, so this is the problem here. I'm going with the Panthers. Okay. First, let me tell you my score prediction. All right. 24-23 Saints. When they played Cam Newton last time, he was still coming out of that rhythm of shoulder surgery. He
1: threw three picks in that game. Threw
0: three picks, zero touchdowns, wasn't it? Something like yeah. that. This is a whole different team. They have found their identity. Jonathan, Jonathan Stewart's not their not their rock that they tried to make him earlier, and they're not distracted by targeting Kelvin Benjamin the whole time. This team is spreading the ball out. Devin Funch has somehow learned how to catch because when he was at Michigan, he couldn't catch, and then early in his career he couldn't catch, and he's doing great. I just think Cam Newton is showing what Cam Newton can do. And they're on a four-game win streak.
1: Against – I mean, I don't see any big wins in in those four games unless you can comment that. But, I mean, Newton is playing at a very high level. I'm not going to deny that. And they even did it without – I mean, they tried to play Olsen. He only had one catch, and he's having his foot looked at again. Um They've been impressive. New Orleans, 7 4 against the spread in their last 11 games. And, God, Alvin Kamara, man.
0: Oh, my God. Rookie of the year?
1: I think so, because Hunt slowed down.
0: Hunt still is number two in rush yards for all all running backs.
1: But it, it's it's the visibility, you know. Yes. Kamara's turning it up at the right time. The Nine voters are going to see that.
0: Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah. Uh, and the Saints. Three losses, man, have been against three of the best teams in the in the league. Yeah. Vikings, Patriots, and Rams.
0: Yeah. And at the beginning of the season when they were what, one and two? Yeah. No one realized they're playing against the best teams.
1: Right. Uh I've got New Orleans winning this game comfortably. Thirty eight to twenty four.
0: I would love for that to happen, uh, because I have money on the Saints winning division. I just I just don't know, man. Uh these division games late in the season. Always that funky stuff happens, and you know Carolina—they got embarrassed last time. This time they're gonna play harder because they're tied for the division lead. This is gonna be good game. This is gonna be a a big big game, and I mean Luke Kuechly—he played excellent last last week. So, man, I don't know. I don't know why I'm thinking this. Am I overthinking it? I don't think so. You think close game?
1: I like twenty four twenty three. I like your thinking there. And Carolina is playing at a high level right now. But for me, it's just about the uh, New Orleans playing in the dome.
0: Yeah, that's that's a big thing, and Drew Brees, last time he played the Panthers, he ate him alive, but I don't know, was it the loss to the Rams, or they just didn't look like they had it? And it's not like, it's not like I say it was home field advantage, no one showed up to the dog on the game.
1: <laughs> 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 but it's just being,
0: away.
1: <laughs> I just love how you said that, <laughs> it, it, but it, but it's just about being away from home.
0: Yeah, yeah, that could be it. Honestly. That could be it on a different, different time zone. Uh
1: are we'll we ready to close out the show?
0: Yes, with my favorite segment, the Dog and Dogs, the uh, Super Dogs, the Underdogs, the segment and where I am whooping you.
1: Granted, combined, we only had one Super Dog win last week, and it shouldn't have even been a freaking Super Dog. It was the Chargers over the Cowboys. That was too easy. So you you got four points there. You're sitting at 71 right now. How does it feel?
0: It feels excellent because, you know, this whole season, I was wondering how my dogdom would go, but I'm a pretty good
1: dog. Should, everyone should see how he's sitting right now. <laughs> saying, you well, you I look, look so gosh, pompous. Like I'm and...
0: on the throne. I'm on the super dog throne.
1: Would you like to hear how many points I have?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. it hasn't
1: changed from last uh, from last week. It's 39.
0: <sighs> I'm sorry to hear that, man. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, you know, you win some, you lose some, and sometimes you lose a lot.
1: We're going to change it up this week. I'm going to start with my dogs.
0: Okay, good. Just going
1: to sweep them under the rug here. Um, so going on the theme of the Seattle Philadelphia game, I am picking Seattle to win that game at plus five and a half.
0: Okay. I just looked at my dogs and I cannot believe this is one of them, but keep going. <laughs> the look on your face is
1: just, you know what, man? I cannot wait to text you from Ohio. What is this? The 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 Sunday night game? Yeah. I've been texting you the entire time and just dog emojis.
0: Okay. Okay. So who's your next dog?
1: All right, here we go. Uh, the Mountain West Championship game, I've got Fresno State plus nine over Boise State. I, I can already tell this is one of your dogs. No, no, no. I was okay. going to pick it.
0: I was going to pick it so much, but then I like. I, I was like, I just need to keep a comfortable league. Fresno State is a good program. Very and good. Boise State is not the Boise State of old. That's a, Dude, that is a fantastic pick. I, I was going to pick it. I did not.
1: And then finally, uh, I just don't have a good feeling about this game. Uh, in the American, I've got Memphis knocking the Knights off their, uh, throne, uh, plus seven. (laughs) I've got them pulling off the upside. All right. So let me go ahead and tell you about my dogs. (laughs) So spin the story for me. I did my,
0: so how, how I do this guys, I just want to let you know, I always do my research on stats, trends and everything first before I pick my winner. And then I go do my dogs. And then once I do my dogs, I go back and I look at all the stats and I, I, I pick winners that I'm going to tell you guys about. When I looked out on this paper, I forgot that I had picked this dog. And I'm just going to go ahead, and you you ended with it. I'm going to start with it. I have Memphis plus seven. And I just think this is a revenge game. Memphis, it's just all about when you're coming in. If you're coming in hot, coming out, coming out hot. And UCF, they blew their load. You remember how I talked about that? You did, they yeah. It, that, was, it was very graphic, load. yes. And it was an amazing win. They did what they needed to do. They, they finished the regular season out undefeated. Memphis is... Uh, playing at a higher level right now I got Memphis plus 7
1: I like that you brought up that point too because I think it's all about the emotions yes. and coming off that I mean game of the year yeah. game of the program for uh, easily, UCF easily um, I just see them coming down and it's like you said they're playing a very tough Memphis team but I'm confused you had UCF minus 7
0: Uh yeah yeah so what I was saying while I was laughing was because I had Memphis plus 7 and then I didn't want to go out and say out in public that I had Memphis plus 7 okay. and then I ended up picking Memphis plus 7 anyway okay Real, real bad, 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 bad. This next one. I'm just going to call this the Jimmy G effect. This line moved from like plus se- from like plus seven points to three and a half. The second the 49ers announced, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to start over the Bears. At first the Bears. Mm-hmm. When Jimmy Garoppolo came in and played against the Seahawks, he scored a touchdown like it was nothing. I have the 49ers plus three and a half over the, over the Chicago Bears. That's a good one. I like that. And, uh, I mean, Goodwin is playing with the kind of passion that it kind of wants to make you want to bring a tear to your eye. Well, He lost his son. Very tragic. And I just think Garoppolo is going to find him a lot.
1: How about Garoppolo versus Trubisky? What an interesting <laughs> quarterback matchup, right?
0: I <laughs> who would have thought? And, who would have thought? And Garoppolo showed that he might be on a on a subpar team, but I think the 49ers' defense is better and Garoppolo is better than Trubisky. So it'll be it'll be easy game, I think, for the 49ers. And my last one is another weird one. It's like one of those where I think the wrong team was favorited. Uh, Detroit, I'm going to Detroit Lions, plus three over Baltimore. Uh, if you could tell, I stayed far away from college football, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, I
0: can tell. And uh, that's part because there was too much going on that affected Alabama for me to honestly sit here and analyze it correctly. The other part was I, I looked at the uh, Detroit spread over Baltimore. Detroit's just a better team. Uh, Matthew Stafford's better, and I mean, if they would have played anybody else last week, they probably would have won. Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, the game last night, Flacco only threw for 140 yards. Yeah. Uh, they're against terrible. a bad Houston team. I,
0: and I get, C.J. Mosley's playing outstanding for Baltimore. I get that.
1: But Flacco just doesn't have it, man. I mean, he, yeah. he's only throwing for 140 yards in every game.
0: Yeah, and Buck Allen's not going to carry them against against this good D-line. They got Aishon Robinson. They got Ziggy It's a good D-line that they're going to have to go up against. Not only does it talk about uh, whatever his name from Florida, the rookie they got, Jared Davis. He's playing outstanding. So, guys, I just want to go ahead and uh, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Why don't you guys check us out? We are on Apple iTunes. Uh, you can find us at The House Podcast. Uh, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Best the House. We are on Stitcher as well. We are on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com welcome to the house.
1: And are we still uh we're, we're still taking retweets for the Amazon? We are giveaway, taking correct?
0: retweets. So, go on our Twitter, uh we're giving out an Amazon gift card pretty soon. So, all you got to do is retweet, reply, and follow us. It's super simple.
1: It's been a great season of college football. Uh Brad, I'm I'm sad to see it coming to an end, but at the same time, this is what it all leads up to. This yeah. is the climax. I S- can't wait for this. Sad to see again. it
0: come to an end. We're going to have our bowl edition coming up soon and now you guys get to see us transition uh we're pretty great at nfl and doing pretty good at college now you're gonna see what we do at college basketball and nba but guys not so fast it's not over yet thank you